Welcome back to Inside of Julius's Mind. I uh, appreciate everybody reaching out and telling me how, how much they like the podcast. As uh, last episode, um, I appreciate Booby and Cuckoo coming on, giving their opinions, uh, talking about Myrtle Beach. Uh, but this episode, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about Batman. And then I got a very, very special guest. I'm going to have my fiance on. And she's going to talk about what it's like to interracial relationship. Uh, so, welcome to uh, Delisa's Mind. So, hopping right into it, like, for people like me and other people that have watched Game of Thrones for the past eight years, uh, this was supposed to be the greatest series finale of all time. Like, it was supposed to be better than whatever series that you really got attached to and the last episode came on. It was supposed to be better than that. It was supposed to be better than Breaking, Brad, uh, Breaking Bad last episode. It was supposed to be bad, uh, better than The Sopranos, who had a really, really, really weird series finale. It was supposed to be better than Lost. It was supposed to be better than all these great shows that we've gotten over the last 20 plus years. And personally, it flopped. Um, like, I can go down millions of storylines and leaks that were better than what the show actually produced. Me personally, I think it would have been better for... The White Walkers to be at the end of the story. You know what I mean? Like, it happened in episode three to where they fought the Night King. Obviously, he had to come. But I feel like the writers could have did a better job at um, having the Night King delay for some reason. It, it took him forever to even get to with uh, Winterfell uh, compared to the last episode of season seven. So, me personally, like, looking at it from the outside, looking in, like, being a fan of the show, being a fan of the books, I was extremely disappointed. They made the scariest villain the easiest one to defeat. Like, give, I give it to Arya, her killing the Night King, perfect writing, right? Um... But there's so many other storylines that just really just didn't make sense. Like um, Jon Snow being Aegon Targaryen. For what? Like you can say it was because, oh, it was Robert's Rebellion. But I, should, I feel like oh, if we would have got a Robert's Rebellion story, that would have been ten times better than what we got. Like, I give it to him. Um, the storyline itself from where it first started to where it ended it's a lot of growth in that a lot of growth but it was so much stuff that they left out like if you tell somebody that the main character or not even the main character but um Somebody in the role of Jon Snow, who had became the main character, everything that he had went through, and for him to be the rightful heir of the throne, to the throne, to the Iron Throne, um, was a bastard. Was thought to be a bastard. His um, his dad's wife treated him like shit, rightfully so. Everybody treated him like shit in the north, so he went to the Night's Watch, basically like the Border Patrol. Uh, for Game of Thrones. And he worked his way up. He got killed. <laughs> like. <laughs> they built this battle. He died. For the greater good of everybody. Came back to life. Took back Winterfell. Saved his sister. For what? Just to be known as Jon Snow? Like. His name is Aegon Targaryen. 
fifth of his name, and they did nothing with it. Now, for those of you that who haven't seen the show, I'm sorry for ruining it for you. Uh, everything up to season seven is great. Uh, even middle of season seven was pretty good. But just me watching it, like from season one, season two, season three, season four, season five, season six, uh, up to season eight, they could have went in so many different ways. Like I, I wrote it down. Like I'm not gonna go in detail in terms of all the uh, the routes they could have went. Um, but Jon Snow was a Targaryen for no reason. Other than for him to get past Drogon at the very end, it was no point for for them to tell us that he was a Targaryen. No point for him just to go back to the Night's Watch when it's all said and done. Um, Bran became the Three-Eyed Raven. He's not supposed to hold any titles. He's supposed to be basically like the Watcher, if any of you guys are like comic book fans. He just watches. He knows the history. He knows the future. But they bring this motherfucker up and now he's the king of the six kingdoms. Makes no sense. And then he can't have kids and they really just want they want to be like a vote, like a voting for the next king if Bran dies. Trash. Um, Danny did amazing things for eight seasons. Freeing people from Slavers Bay. Um, you know, Killing people that wrong people all over uh, Essos. And being built up to be this savior to Westeros. Just for her to go crazy and burn everybody? That doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> the prince who was promised? Who is he? Azor High. Who is he? We still don't know. Like, it could have been so many other people. It could have been so much detail. Now, George R. R. Martin is like writing the books that's supposed to end the story. I feel like this might be the one instance to where the book is 10 times better. Well, it's not the one instance, but one of those things to where the book is going to be better than the show because DB, you guys let us down. We waited two years for season eight and we got nothing for Nothing at all. Um, everybody you wanted to team up for season eight, you got it. Brienne and Jamie, uh, the dragons being in the in Winterfell for no reason. Like Euron Greyjoy has a horn in the books to where he can tame dragons. They made him into a bitch on the show. Like a horrible, horrible character development. Um, I think out of the, the main characters, the people that have the best character development, Sansa, Arya, the Hound, um, I think that's pretty much it, to be honest with you. Um, every Everybody you want to die, like, I still had people on my list that I thought was going to die. And <laughs> um, the character that nobody really cared about, the weird guy in the room that sat in a wheelchair, became the king. Like, that is the epitome of being in a group project and everybody in the group, like, does something except for that one guy. And you get an A, and he's just sitting there looking like, yeah, I got an A. You know what I mean? Like, that's trash. So many things they could have did better. Oh, what else? <laughs> they tried to bring up democracy at the end, and everybody laughed at Samuel. Like, democracy was the worst thing that they could have done. Let the people choose. And they laughed him off the stage. Um, Tyrion. Use basically every Johnny Cochran move and lived after he had betrayed Daenerys. Um, and he was the one that, like, 
used Brand. Like who who saw Brand as like the guy that should have been the king, and then when he brings it up, Brand's like, "What do you think I'm doing here, nigga? You knew this this whole time." The leaks that I read about season eight of Game of Thrones was ten times better than what we got. Now I understand that these guys are going on to be like the Star Wars guys and all that shit, but they really let their fans down the last the last season. Um, episode five before the last episode, people were trying to be all philosophical about Danny and her descent into madness and who she had became, and she's always burned people. Like she's always used her dragons because what else can she really do? You know what I mean? If you see somebody being mistreated and so on and so forth, obviously you're gonna use whatever you can to the best of your advantage, right? Like, it's just common sense. But <laughs> for her to keep going after she heard the bells wasn't even in her character. Like, to keep going and to keep trying to burn down the city, it was trash. Like, it's just, I don't know. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt until I saw the last episode. And after I watched the last episode, I just sat there for like 20 minutes like, what the fuck? Like, I'm talking to some of my friends. We're all talking about it. We're all like, what? The memes from season eight was better than season eight. Episode one, we get John talking to Danny about who he is. They could have did so much with that. They didn't. Episode two, we get Brienne becoming a knight. Other than her writing Jamie's uh, Wikipedia page at the end of the story, they did nothing with that. Um, episode three, Arya killing the Night King with a move that she learned early on. Great. She was horrible with her left hand, if you guys remember, and her becoming better. Great callback. What do we tell the God of Death? Not today. Great callback. Um, I see eyes looking back at me. Um, Melisandre talking to Arya. Green eyes, blue eyes, brown eyes. Eyes that you're going to close forever. Great callback. Except for the green eyes. Whose green eyes was she going to shut? Danny had green eyes in the show, but she died from John. Are they just going to plan her a a spinoff to where she goes on on the west of whatever's west of Westeros and kill people with green eyes? If so, that's shit writing. Horrible writing. Um, it's really just disappointing for a show uh, that you watched become as great as it is to end the way that Game of Thrones did. Like... Season, uh, season six, when Cersei blew up Sep Baylor with the Tyrells and everybody in it, was was great. It was great. Um, for people that are listening, listening to this, like, tell me what you thought, honestly. Uh, me personally, I give season eight a four out of ten. Um, it really could have been done better. Um, yeah, I'm like disgusted, like thinking back at it. Like, they closed some plot lines. I guess John got what he wanted, no responsibilities. But going back into the Night's Watch, trash, trash. Um. You know, I was thinking, um, just recently they literally come out that uh, Robert Pattinson was going to be the new Batman. And people are upset about it. Um, people that know me know that I'm not a big Batman fan. 
Um, so, to be completely honest, I don't really care about who's Batman. Um, but I do. I can. I can say this: Robert Pattinson is not supposed to play Batman. Um, they have so many other actors that could play Batman. John Hamm. Um, shit, they could have let Ben Affleck keep playing Batman. They could have let any of these old guys continue to play Batman. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Ryan Reynolds could have played Batman. But to let Edward from the Twilight series play Batman is crazy. What Batman storyline are they going to use? I know it's supposed to take place in the first couple of years of him being Batman. But he doesn't even have the look of a Batman. If anything, I could see them using the Batman Beyond storyline. But with Batman Beyond, like, they still have to... They still have to find somebody to be the older Bruce Wayne. You know, I have some people... In mind to who could play the older Batman, um, but it's really only I feel like I have people in mind, but there's only one clear choice, um, and if they don't use it, it's just DC being trash. Like DC has rebooted their whole DC um, extended universe. We don't know who Superman is. Um, we just found out who Batman is. Wonder Woman is the only constant in their series. We don't even know if The Flash is going to get his movie. Um, and they don't do anything to make their fans believe that they want to go in the right direction. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think about because with DC, you got some of the greatest superheroes of all time. You got Superman, you got Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash. Um, and they won't do right by any of them. The only stories they have done right is the Aquaman. Great movie. Um, Wonder Woman. Great movie. Shazam. Great movie. Um, but they... they they let us down in um, the Superman movies. They let us down in um, God, what movie was that? The Man of Steel movie. They let us down in Batman vs. Superman. They let us down in their team-up movie with uh, the Justice League. Although, if they drop the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, I will be all for it. It's just, I don't know. Like, Warner Brothers has to do something. What they could do, sell it to Disney. Could you imagine what Disney could do? I mean, we see what they do with their own characters, with Marvel's characters. So I know they would be great with, um, with DC characters. Uh, what else? Michael Keaton. It really just came back to me would be the guy that I would choose to be um, the Bruce Wayne for Batman Beyond if Robert Pattinson is going to be Terry. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember about the early 2000s. They had a Batman Beyond TV show and it was pretty good. Um, but they have to do everything right. Everything has to be put in place to where it makes sense for the greater story. Um. But Robert Patterson, for me, isn't a strong enough character to be Batman, to be Bruce Wayne. Um, and it may just be me, be me only taking his work on Twilight. But Ben Affleck had a decent career before he did Batman. And to me, he was only actually um, accurate portrayal of Batman in a universe with people that can fly Super speed, warrior princesses, cyborgs, aliens. Christian Bale's Batman would have never been able to hold a candle to any of those guys. 
He was too realistic. Um, Bruce Wayne was a little bit of the realistic with the comic book attitude. Not Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck. To where he was a little mix of both. To make a great character, make a great story. I know people just really didn't like him. It's kind of what happened. Um, me personally, I thought he was great. Um, Henry Cavill is a great Superman. I really can't picture anybody other than Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman. The Flash TV show is better than The Flash in the movie. And The Flash has some of the best villains. Um, I know the Joker gets all this hype of being one of the greatest villains of all time. But Reverse Flash, could you imagine having a fan? And that fan wants so much to be like you that he has plastic surgery to be like you, his speed, his powers, just like yours. But then one day he realizes something, that he can never actually be you. So every bad day in your life, up until when you got superpowers, is because of him. You slip and fall. It was him. Petty, but funny. He kills your mom. Horrible. He trains you how to use your speed. Greatest villain of all time. And it's not close. The Joker is a great villain. But what people use the Joker for is Heath Ledger. They can use that guy Klaus from Vampire Diaries to be the reverse Flash. And I think they do a great job. They write it the right way. Now, it's DC, so they probably won't do it the right way. They also have like two Jokers. They have a... Um, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, and then they have, um, what's the guy's name? Jared Leto as the other Joker. It's, they really just have no structure in their, their building of a universe because they rushed it. They wanted so much to be like Disney that in their pursuit of being like Disney, they messed up on the small parts. Of how to build a character's origin story. If you think about it, only most of the characters get their origins in their movies, but most of them are rushed. Uh, Batman vs Superman had Batman's origin rushed. Um, Wonder Woman, her origin was kind of weird, but it worked for her movie. Aquaman, his origin worked, and. Superman's origin was rushed because they showed his parents what happened to Krypton. They shipped him to Earth, and then they made it about genetics. Horrible. Um, but looking at Robert Patterson's like IMDb page. There is other than him playing Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter, there is nothing that really sticks out to me as him being a great actor. Um, and you have to be at least a decent actor for people not to crucify you for becoming Batman. I think Arnie Hammer would have been a great Batman. Um, sheesh, who else? I said John Hamm, Arnie Hammer. They could have brought back uh, Michael Keaton. He could have played the old-ass Batman. Could have let Ben Affleck be Batman. There's just so many other ways they could have went. And DC lets us down. Because they want to rush and be right next to Marvel. And they can't. They just can't. Um, so, with that being said... What I think DC should do is scrap every movie project they have uh, for now 
up until they have the the directors. Because it's not the actors that make great movies, it's the directors. Now, I know I've just been bashing Robert Patterson for the last 10 minutes, but with Batman, you got to at least have a good actor with a director. That's why the Batman with Christian Bale worked. Christian Bale is a good actor. Um, and Nolan was a great director, so it worked. And it was realistic to where it was believable. Um, so I'll give him that. But DC, my advice to you, no matter how much it really counts for, uh, is to take your time, not rush through it, and build good stories. Just start over with um, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. And then from those three movies, you build up until Flash, Superman again, Batman, the Green Lanterns. And it, it, it just makes more sense for me and a lot of other people that they do it that way compared to the route that they're going. Because for them to have two Jokers, uh, a new Batman who's younger than the Batman we just saw in Justice League, it's kind of weird. Maybe I'm being a stickler on details, but how are you going to explain that? You can't say he's Robin that became Batman because in Batman versus Superman, there's a Robin case and he's dead. So you string yourself up with that. But yeah, you let me, you guys let me know. Who do you who do you want to see as Batman? Uh, who would be your choice for Batman? All right, guys. Uh, so I did a Instagram post, kind of seeing what people wanted me to talk about uh, on the podcast. We've already kind of hit on some of the things, Game of Thrones, Batman. Um, but they wanted to know like a little bit in depth about how me, uh, how my fiance and I's relationship works. Um, for people that know us, uh, we are very different people. When you say that, babe? Yes. Uh, so kind of tell everybody what it's like uh, to date somebody is amazing. It's me. Huh? Wow. Might be the first divorce <laughs> you on a podcast. <laughs> uh, so, like I was telling you the other day, that dating him is very interesting and it's very different. Um, we're very, very different people. Uh, we have different personalities. We have different ways of handling situations and and different ways of thinking. Um, but I think that's what really helps balance each other out. Um, she would rather fight than uh, talk to people. You really just gonna help it's, me like that? I'm from. I mean, she's from Fort Sioux. Where you from? I'm from Polly. She's from the south side of Fort Worth. That's not the south side. Whatever. That's the east side. The east side. Wow. So that's where she's from. So that's how she handles business. She would rather fight somebody than. Uh, but yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Other than that, she's a very amazing person. Wow, I'm speechless right now because that is all incorrect. <laughs> that is false information that you're giving the people, and that's not okay. Um, but okay, I guess I will admit I'm a little bit more aggressive when it comes to situations. I tend to kind of pop off a little bit quicker. Um, than he is, he will just kind of sit there and just like breathe and do his little thinking stuff that he does, which sometimes frustrates me because I want him to talk to me and he won't, he'll just sit there and stare at me. And I think that makes me <laughs> even more mad than, than him saying anything really. It's just him sitting there and just like staring me down. But we can't agree that if I just popped off, she wouldn't be able to handle it. So me sitting there thinking is helping both of us. Yeah, which I mean that's why that's why we complement each other because you don't pop off like when I pop off, 
you know, you're, you're, you're the calm to the storm. So I think that's, that's something that really helps us work. And uh, another thing, our communication is really good. I think when one of us has an issue or, you know, something's bugging us that one or the other did or said or anything like that, we kind of are able to come to each other and say, Hey, listen, like, I don't like what you said, you know, today about this, this, and this. And, you know, he'll kind of give me his point of view and I'll be like, okay, well, this is my point of view. This is why I think this was disrespectful or this is why I don't think that this is okay for you to say. And we kind of get both perspectives and come up with a solution to the problem and like, um, a common ground. So we decided that, you know, like it doesn't happen in the future or how to avoid that happening in the future. Um, well, let's see what else. Um, I think one of our biggest things is that, uh, I guess I was, I was so open in when we first like started like talking, like I was so open about everything to where, it was really no, nothing to really hide behind. Like our first date, I was like telling everything. Yeah, he did. I, I said everything. I was like. Funny story about our first date was as I was, okay, our first date was at Putt Putt, y'all. So as I was sitting in the car, I called like two of my friends and I was like, y'all, I don't want to do this. I want to go home. Like, I don't even want to be here right now. And like both of my friends were like, just stay, just stay, just, just go to this date. Just, and I was like, no, I want to go home. And they really pushed me to stay, but just funny story. If I would have left. <laughs> Another funny story about those two friends. I won't get into that here, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow. I, kind of was, I was kind of just open. And, wow. Hey, I was kind of just open at the very beginning and it really just, I think it worked out for us. Uh, I think I told her like everything about me within a span of, how long was that date? An hour? Probably. It was after we were done. Like we were getting ready to part ways yeah, and we just, of our, our separate ways. We stood outside uh, my car just kind of talking. Talking. Yeah. He like gave me the meaning behind his tattoos and all that stuff. Yeah, all my, my tattoos. I only had two at the time. Yeah. He told me what they were for, what they meant, which was, you know, pretty cool to know. Oh, he told me, you know. Okay. I got super religious tattoos. And for people that know me, I don't, I don't go to church. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else, man? Uh, uh, how was it for you? Um, well, I think you've dated outside your race before, but not this into depth, you know, like it, it was never this serious. Like for you, what was your, your initial thought when you came into, I think it was a family party. I took you for the very first time. Like, how did you feel going into that or meeting like the entire family? Exciting. Um, for people that know me, know me, I've lived in a lot of places, and I've been exposed to a lot of different cultures. I've been um, around a lot of different walks of life. So. My my fiance's family is not much different than my own. Uh, to be honest with you, um, they have their loud people. My family has their loud our loud people. Um, they love being around each other. My family loves being around each other. So, so um, it wasn't too much different even if 
I, I will say this, that uh, I never really took any other relationships serious. Um, because it's, I don't know, I was, I'm very, uh, reserved. And that ain't it, chief. They just weren't good enough. That may be, the, that, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably it as well. Um, and I knew like after the first date, because you kind of tell off somebody's vibe and she might not admit to this now. She might not admit to this five years from now or whenever. But after our first day, we knew we had like a spark. Would you agree? Yeah. See, she won't agree with it. She was like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was just me. No, there was. There was. Um, but I don't like to admit to it. See? Because he gets too he gets he gets too cocky about it. It's not me being cocky, it's just like you know. You know what I mean? Like and when you know you don't want to waste time. You don't want to like beat around the bush. You want to be like upfront and open about everything because either it's going to work or it's going to work. <laughs> like they know, you know what I mean? Trying to figure your stuff out because at that time, I think we had both had came to like a part in our lives where it was like, I guess, time, maybe. Is that the word I want to use? It was time for us to. Kind of, you know, and uh, her family accepted me uh, kind of from the first uh, party that I went to, from what I've been told. Uh, you, you talk about that. Like, how does your family see me? So, for my family, I... When is, well, I can't say that I'm the first one to kind of date outside my race because one of my cousins, he's only dated white girls, but and that doesn't count. Um, but like, you know, it was it was it was a little a little shocking, I guess, to my family when you know, if you you guys haven't guessed it yet, I'm Latina, so um, me bringing home Jew, they were just like, what? Like, nobody really expected it from me, so they were just kind of shocked more than anything. Um, but, yeah, like he said, like, they they really, like, treated him like he was family. Like, no one ever, like, showed any kind of disrespect or, like, um, any, any, any rudeness, nothing, really. From what I could tell, at least, nobody ever treated him wrongfully. Um, they kind of took him really under their wing and made them family from the very beginning, you know, from my parents treating him like if he was their own kid, like my mom's always packing his lunch for him. And my dad's always making sure he's taking care of his car and doing all this stuff. So, uh, and with my brother, they just pretend to talk about sports because they don't know anything really. I think you might want to say that one of us out. You can't throw us both. <laughs> both of y'all pretend y'all know all this stuff about sports. Check my other podcast if you guys don't know. You know a lot about sports. Mm, um, I'm back to dinner, but okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was... I think for me, where I had uh, most of the issues were, were when we went out. Not within our families. Like, when we would go out, I would see... Okay, let me just start with this. Jew is so oblivious. He is not aware of his surroundings ever. Like, I'll be like, did you see that? And he's like, what? What? Did you see that? What? So... Wait before she goes any further. Let her clarify. When it comes to other women, tell the truth. Any other situation, <laughs> I am very, very attentive. Anyways, so when we would go out, I had um, one instance where we were walking down 7th Street, I believe it was. And it was obviously me and Ju were holding hands. And I think it, I, we were with my cousins. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. 
but I remember um, this this black girl was coming towards us with like her crew and stuff, and uh, she was like, "Ew, like why is he with that white girl?" And I was just like, "What the hell?" Because I mean, I am what Jew calls me a vanilla bean. I do kind of sometimes look white, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. And so that kind of made me angry because I was like, first of all, I'm not white. And second of all, why does it matter who he's with? It ain't with you. That's that's all that really matters. Right. But I didn't I didn't grasp that at all. Um, and me personally, I really. I'm not going to say that. What? It would have been rude, so I won't say. Um, but she sees that stuff. Wait, can you whisper it in my ear? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, she sees it. I don't see it as much. Uh, maybe something I, I should become more open to it. I think her cousins like me, her, her younger cousins at least. Yeah. They they they're very fond of of Jew. Even my nieces and my nephews, my my nieces and my nephew, right. the one nephew. There's only one. Um, they really really love him, and they always want to spend time with him. And uh, especially when we go out to like Caleb's sporting events, or you know now Giselle does volleyball and stuff, but Mama does soccer, and the baby. Well, she's still a baby. We'll see what she does in the future. But, I mean, other than that, I think being in an interracial relationship is just like any other relationship, yeah, except is. except sometimes you'll get kind of stares, like when you go to Burleson. Yeah, it's, you only get stared at when it's white people involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, as clear cut as I can make it. You only get, we only get stared at these white people. Uh, I think sometimes it's because they think I'm white. Yeah, most times it's because it, and me personally, I really don't see it. Uh, but I guess it's because I've been around her for so long that I know that she's not white. But I get it a lot. Yeah, like she, she gets a lot. I'll be at work and and people will be like super thrown off guard whenever I start speaking Spanish and it's like, and I'm fluent in Spanish. I can, I can read, speak and write it. So it's just, sometimes it's just funny um, when people try to talk smack in front of me in Spanish. It's also kind of weird when people see me speak Spanish. They're like, my job and stuff. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) But that's, it's not as cool, I guess. Because it's what? Hola, como esta? Yo quiero un taco does not count as being fluent. How do you say I was fluent? Si, no, does not count. How do you say I was fluent? But when I say anything, if I count their money out in Spanish, they're like, damn. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. She thinks she's funny, but she can't take a joke and just push back at her. Comment? Comment. Wow. <laughs> see? Uh, but yeah, so uh, let me see. What is it like dating Christine? Amazing. It's uh exciting. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's exciting. It's very exciting. Um because it's like dating 20 other different personalities at once. What? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you. I know her so well to where I can tell when something's off. And I, I have like these names that I'm coming up with for her personalities. Um, there's X-Tina. She's the mean one. <laughs> uh, she tries to hit me. Oh my gosh. There's Christina. She's the uh, the sweet sometimes, but also kind of weird. Uh, that's the base personality. 
if anybody knows anything about psychology or if you watch Split, or, or if you watch Split um, <laughs> etc. Et uh there's a uh, there's Gordy's that's the that's the family the family's baby. Um and her personality is still developing because things I can't say about that personality on the podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, you really think you're funny sometimes. I am funny. Class clown. Uh, what else? But other than that, I mean, she kind of bougie. She's uh, tomboyish. Not as I don't think she is as much now, but I can tell that she was. Um, she's a lot like my mom, which is kind of weird to say. I kind of tell her this all the time. Like they, their personalities, they're both kind of bougie. Um, get the job done. They can both be hood. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. You haven't met all of my family yet. And the thing about it, like, I'm probably going to be the most reserved person. Like, I'm reserved in, like, from her family's point of view, but I'm also, like, reserved from my family's point of view. Uh, because I, I'm the type of person, I just sit back and just crack jokes, but you'll never know I cracked it until you like, sitting right next to me because I talk so low. Or I'm just kind of blank-faced. Which people think I'm mad, but that's never really it. I'm just kind of yeah. just sitting there thinking. thinking or minding my own business. Uh, yeah, but dating Christina is, has been fun. We're getting married. So I guess I've, uh, I've committed to the long road or at least 10 years. Wow. Wow. I said at least 50 years. No. What happened to Eternal? Huh? Forever. I I said 50 years. I told you I don't want to live past 86. Man, that's you. Bye. (laughs) Um, so... I, I understand that this this last podcast that was done, Juice spoke on this trip that he went on. And I just want to go ahead and give my perspective because I was never asked to give my perspective. So let me let excuse me, sir. Let me get the mic. Let me go ahead and give you my perspective. I'm gonna just keep it short and sweet. Karma. That's why he was stuck in the airport. Because of karma. While I was sitting at home. Doing homework. Being a nice girlfriend. And I discovered a lot of things on that podcast that I didn't even know happened. Like we were drinking at the airport. No wonder somebody didn't answer my phone calls. (laughs) But... Um, I am glad that he went out to the trip and finally made it out um, out there after, what, four days? Five days? I was stuck in the airport for six hours. Like I said, four days? <laughs> and he stayed over there for about four hours and then had to come back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... But what she fails to realize is that a couple of weeks after me coming coming back, what happened? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Let me show you how important this relationship is. A couple of days after me coming back from that trip, I proposed. Because I knew that if I got stuck in the airport again, <laughs> I needed somebody to go pick me up. And I knew she would come pick me up. So there's that. Uh, so that's what it's like dating, Christina. I'm just going to put this out here in the world, in the universe. I will never pick him up from an airport because I should be with you and we should have somebody picking us up. Point blank, period. Did we not learn our lesson from this last trip? From a a guy's trip? 
if I need somebody to come pick me up from the airport, it's going to be Christina. No. So, there's that. Um, no. Anything you want to say, babe, to wrap this up? So. Um, this message is for Chew and Booby. He is not going on any voice trips any longer. Thank you, management. Austin might still be on the table. Just letting y'all know. No, it's not. It still might be on the table. No, just uh, just pray on it. You know. Nope. Mm-mm. Talk to Jesus about it. I still might be able to go. Uh, it ain't that far, so psh, that's a point. I'm popping up. I got his location. <laughs> You know, so that's the, that might be one thing that we can swing. Um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate you coming on, babe. Uh, it was nice to have you on. Did you want to talk about anything else on the podcast? Yeah. Shout out to my YouTube channel. Go check that out. Um, it's really our YouTube channel, um, but I really do all the hard labor on the channel. Um, so really it's more like it's mine, but I guess I share it, I share the spotlight with him, but it's called the booze life and, um, go subscribe. And on there, I'm also doing my fitness journey. And then Jew's going to be doing some of his weird stuff that he does. And then, um, we're going to do some vlogs on there also, which we're actually in the process right now of, well, I'm in the process let me rephrase that real quick um, of doing some editing and about to upload another video, but yep. All right. Thanks, babe. We'll see you in a few minutes. You can leave now. Why? Cause you're going to talk smack about me when I leave. Maybe. No, I'm not going to talk smack, but I appreciate you coming on and talking about how great I am. And um, yeah, I appreciate that. Do we still have pizza? There is still pizza in the refrigerator. Shout out to pizza.